0: Welcome, everyone. This is Rumble with Michael Moore. I am Michael Moore. One of the best things about doing this podcast is that people, just regular, normal, everyday people who are listeners like you, are also songwriters and musicians, poets, so many creative people. And I just love, love, love it when people send me something they've written, whether it's a poem or a short story or some music, a song. Every week, there's an influx of this creativity. And in some cases, I really like the song. This last month, this one came in. The one that you're listening to here as we're opening the show. So I wrote the guy back. I said, hey, I really like your song. And these two guys uh, who uh, wrote it, Keith Egid E-G-Y-U-D, and Scott Evans. They are both the writers and the performers. And I thought, I'm going to play this one of these days. And here is that day it's just such a it's a good uplifting song and they wrote it they said because living through the pandemic and the sense of of isolation that so many of us have had and the importance of never forgetting that you're not the only one you're not alone and that's the name of the song i'm not the only one and i i love the message i love the whole tone of it we can listen to just a little bit more of it here Yeah, there it is, right there. So I decided to play it here on my podcast today and to thank, uh, once again, Keith Egypt and Scott Evans for this wonderful tune. Uh, Man, there's a lot going on this week. I don't want to take a lot of your time. I'm going to try to keep this fairly short today, but there's just some things that have twisted my head in a Linda Blair sort of way. And uh, you ever just wake up some days and you make the mistake of reaching for your phone and seeing what happened overnight, and you're like, why did I pick up this phone? And it's like, it's like that for me way too much. And as you can see, the only way I can get through it is to try to keep my sense of humor. And I've got this podcast where I can unload, and that's what I'm about to do right now. I want to start with the Catholic Archbishop of San Francisco, Archbishop Cordiglione. So this past week, the Catholic Archbishop of San Francisco sent a letter to all the Catholics of the Archdiocese of San Francisco. And I'm going to read you just an excerpt of this letter that was read in many churches in the Bay Area here uh, this past Sunday. This is the Archbishop speaking. After numerous attempts to speak with Congresswoman Pelosi to help her understand the grave ill she is perpetrating, the scandal she is causing, And the danger to her own soul that she is risking. I have determined that the point has come in which I must make a public declaration that she is not to be admitted to Holy Communion unless and until she publicly repudiates her support for abortion rights and confess and receive absolution for her cooperation in this evil, in the sacrament of penance. <laughs> okay. Now, if you're not Catholic, just so you understand, penance is confession. So basically, he's calling her out for being a massive sinner because she is cooperating in evil. She will not be allowed to get the host, it's called the host, the Holy Communion at Mass. If You've seen this in the movies, right? We get in line and you get up there and you hold out your hands or stick out your tongue in the The priest puts the little piece of unleavened bread on your tongue. And he's saying that she cannot, no priest can give her communion now. She is forbidden and she is forbidden until she confesses her sins and that she repudiates her support for abortion rights. And he's got rights in quote marks. And He's not going to let her take communion again until she goes to confession, confesses her sins, and receives absolution, forgiveness for her sins. Wow. <laughs> the audacity of any of the top executives of the Catholic Church, shaming Anybody, regarding evil considering what the Catholic Church has done on so many levels to just starting with the priests and the kids and everything else their push in the third world to make sure that condoms are not distributed because that's an evil that's a sin you saw the Maybe, maybe you didn't see it. That Trump endorsed the state senator in the state of Michigan the last week or two here, and she was asked about the Supreme Court ruling that's about to come down. They asked her, do you also support birth control being made illegal? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And same-sex marriage? Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's evil. You understand, right? The ruling that's coming down, yes, it's about abortion, but the way that Alito has written this it basically is meant to cover anything where it involves the privacy of an individual whether who you're in love with who you want to marry whether you want to control when you get pregnant or not or get somebody pregnant all of that is up for grabs here in this alito decision and this in spite of the fact according to a washington post abc news poll that was released earlier this month 55% of Catholics in the United States want the Supreme Court to uphold Roe versus Wade. They want abortion to remain legal, the vast majority of Catholics. But these priests and these bishops, wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, of course, as you know, if you've listened to this, I was raised Catholic. I am a recovering uh, Catholic. <laughs> and uh, I went to the seminary for a year to be a priest. This institution is just gone bonkers. It's been that way for a long time, obviously, but whew, man. man, I want I, if I could talk to this archbishop, I'd say, him, do you know how lucky you are to even still exist? Do you realize if this were any other organization, community, club in the United States, that you would have been shut down a long time ago? If you were the Kiwanis, just seriously, I'm not making a joke here. If, if the Catholic Church was the Kiwanis uh, or the Rotary Club or any any kind of this think of any institution like that, and at Kiwanis clubs all across the country, children were being raped. How would Americans respond? How would people in these towns respond? Once it became known that this was going on. Well, I can tell you if you're from another country and you don't know us that well right now, every Kiwanis club in the country would be burned down, burned down, closed down, chained, bolted. That would be the end of, of the Kiwanis. That would be the end of just pick anything. That's a group of things that's run by men, all men. They wouldn't exist. They're so lucky. Do you understand this? Any if you are a bishop, you're listening to this. The fact that you're still in existence, that you, the bishops who hid all this and who moved priests around, knowing what was going on, and you still just move them to another parish. Don't say anything. Yeah. You are the criminals. You knew. You committed crime after crime after crime in covering this up. And in supporting actions in the third world where they can't get birth control, where they can't use condoms, and and the growth of AIDS throughout the third world because of you and what you believed in, and you use Jesus as your shield. Jesus was your beard. Jesus was your cover. Oh, Jesus. 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 He cares about the little baby that hasn't been born yet. Really? Because Jesus doesn't say a single word in the Bible about abortion. You made this up. You made people believe this. You as part of a a sick male dynasty that wants to control women. You do it within your own institution. They have no power. They have no say. Oh, you make it look like you do care. You're very patronizing about that. Uh, You let women hand out communion. I know. I know all. Yeah, I got it. You've gotten away with this for a long time. And how dare you say to the Speaker of the House, who represents the majority of American political opinion? Her p- opinions and her beliefs politically are in line with the majority of the American public. And you know, I don't need to say that. Of course, I have my own disagreements with Nancy Pelosi and things I wish were better, and I wish they fought harder for the things they do. But. That's not what this podcast is about. This is you, the Catholic Church, and you, this archbishop in San Francisco, saying that you're going to shut her down, and you're not going to— she's like one of the most visible and devout Catholics. There's none of us who are Catholics that are anywhere close to her and Biden in terms of their utter devotion to what they believe in. They believe in what you believe in, what you say you believe in, but you don't really, do you, because you're criminals, and you know it. The fact that you even think that you could go on TV and dress her down and say that she's not going to be able to participate in the thing that she believes in until she goes to confession and kneels in front of a man, kneels in front of a priest uh, who's only a man and admits her evil, admits her sin of supporting other women. Who have a right to their reproductive organs and to do what, what they want. And you, you have the audacity to say to her that she has to ask for forgiveness. You, Archbishop, are the one that needs to ask for forgiveness. And you are the one that needs to pay the price. For what you've done, and, and and just so people understand, it's nothing personal here uh, with the Archbishop. But this guy, Archbishop Leone, he has been one of these crazy what they call right to lifers, but they don't they don't believe. If they were really about right to life, they would be taking care of our babies. We care about a fertilized egg. You're so sick when you start talking like that. Don't you know that? We must protect the rights of the fertilized egg. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That's what you are. And those of us raised Catholic, those of us who are Catholic, we know this about you. Also, this Archbishop, I was just reading about him today. He's an anti-vaxxer. Right to life. He's an anti-vaxxer. And he has not gotten vaccinated himself. Absolutely stunning. He also was very outspoken. Imagine this guy is the Archbishop of San Francisco, fought against same-sex marriage. If you're gay, you're committing a sin just by being gay. He warned any Catholic school teachers in the archdiocese to conduct their lives in a way that does not undermine or deny the church's doctrine. My sister was actually a teacher in his cathedral high school many, many years ago. <laughs> I don't know if she minds me saying <laughs> saying that I don't mean the outer, but yeah. <sighs> I don't know what to do about this religion I was raised in. Painful on some levels, right? because the basic stuff, right? We do agree with that, loving each other and being good to people and don't kill other human beings. And some people still go to church. They believe in these ideas that you should love your neighbor, that you should be good to those, even the worst of people on this planet, that you should house the homeless, feed the hungry, heal the sick, Those are the beliefs of this particular religion. Some people still want to believe that, still want to try to live their lives like that. But then you come along and you you trash this historic woman in our United States Congress because she's fighting to actually make Roe v. Wade the law of the land, not just Forget about these Supreme Court decisions. Make it the law. Pass it through Congress. Have the Catholic president sign it like he said he would do. Well, let's hope Nancy Pelosi keeps walking up the aisle to take communion. I dare, dare the Archbishop to deny her that. And just remember... You and your other bishops, you're so lucky to be walking free that you're not in prison. Thank God you're not Kiwanis. Um, I want to pause for a second here and thank the underwriters of today's uh, episode. And the first one I want to thank is Shopify. And Shopify, as you know, is a longtime supporter of this podcast and has been instrumental in helping me start my own store, the More store. People are constantly, Hey, I wanna I wanna get that ball cap of yours, because <laughs> I'm like oh, I'm sorry, I wear a ball cap a lot, I guess. And so we came up with this idea during the lockdowns. We made some ball caps and T-shirts and coffee mugs and other things, and I'm going to donate the proceeds to helping bring back civics classes in our public schools and ending voter suppression. Those are my two causes with the Shopify store. Shopify, it's a commerce platform online and not only powers my store, but millions of other businesses, small businesses, nonprofit organizations all around the globe. They help connect you with the customers and it makes the tools and the resources once reserved for only big business now available to everyone, to all of us online, making it easy for any business or nonprofit or school or whatever to succeed. So whether you're looking to launch a new idea or grow your existing business or nonprofit, go to Shopify.com slash Rumble and Rumble is all lowercase R-U-M-B-L-E shopify.com slash rumble for a free 14 day trial and get full access to shopify's entire suite of features grow your business with shopify today and go to shopify.com slash rumble all lowercase rumble right now shopify.com slash rumble i also want to thank my other underwriter today stamps.com another long time rumble with michael moore supporter I think it's safe to say that for most of us, we're busy these days. Yes. Even if we're working from, actually, we're more busy working from home, too busy, swamped, snowed under, up to our eyes, you know, pick whatever cliche you want, but there's just not enough time in the day. Is that a cliche too? Yeah, that one too. Well, it's true though. Some cliches are true. There's not enough time in the day. And the last thing that you've got time for when you're busy is to stand in line at the post office. Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick and easy so you can spend your time doing, well, basically anything else. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. And you get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off the postal rates and 86% off United Parcel Service rates. Wow. When we're out traveling across the country and working on our films, stamps.com saved us so much time and money. We get things shipped to us and we always get our packages wherever they need to go. So i want to have you stop wasting your time and start saving money when you use stamps.com to mail and ship. Sign up with promo code MORE, that's me, M-O-O-R-E, that's your promo code, all caps, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. Everyone these days can use a digital scale. No long-term commitments, no long-term contracts, none of that. You just go to stamps.com, click the little microphone up at the top of the page, and enter the code MORE, all caps, M-O-O-R-E. So as I'm sure you've seen on the news in the last few weeks, there is a tragic baby formula shortage, baby formula. Just when you thought you'd gotten through everything, right, in this COVID era, now to be known as the monkeypox era, along comes the fact that we can't even guarantee that there will be food for babies. Unbelievable, isn't it? What kind of country are we? Seriously, that we would run out of baby formula. You know, not everybody can breastfeed their baby for a whole variety of reasons, not the least of which is an economic system that has people working themselves to the bone, where we don't have any kind of paid child or family leave like they have in all the other democracies. And the ones that aren't democracies, they they think it's important that when you have a baby, you, whether you're the mother, the father, that you should maybe spend some time with the baby, get all the good feelings from that. You know, some of these countries, if you have a baby, you you get six months off with pay. (laughs) Not us though, because we love babies so much, you know, right to life. But we love them so much that that we got to make sure that fertilized egg gets out there because when it gets outside the mother's womb, there may not be any food to feed it with in the richest country on earth. It's stunning, isn't it? How many times have you shaken your head watching the news these the last couple of weeks that we would be out of baby formula? How many times have you just turned the TV on because I can't, what's the next thing you're going to tell me? How low have we sunk as a country? And the thing is, we can't blame the foreigners because 98% of the baby formula that American parents buy is produced in the United States, right here. But because we are big believers in capitalism and letting companies do whatever the hell they want to do, 90% of all the baby formula made in this country is made by Abbott and three other companies. That's it. They control 90% of the market. Abbott alone makes 43% of all U.S. baby formula. Just ask yourself, Just you don't have to agree with my politics of economics or whatever. Just ask yourself a common sense question. Do you think it's safe that one company would control nearly half of anything? Half the computer chips we need? Have the electricity that's got the lights on in the room here right now? I mean, just pick anything. It doesn't sound right, does it? In fact, dangerous, don't you think? If you let the control of anything be in the hands of so few rich people? I mean, just for our own safety, just for our own homeland security, wouldn't you make sure that not only that there would be enough baby formula being made, but that it would be being made by a lot of different people? And perhaps if there was true competition, the thing they say they believe in, you know, the competitive marketplace, free enterprise, which of course they don't believe in any of that. Anybody who says they're a capitalist and says they believe they what they believe in control, world domination. They they don't want competition. They want to eliminate the competition. They want to buy out the competition. They want to be, if they could, their nirvana would be to be the only baby formula company in the world. That is a capitalist wet dream right there. So we don't have any competition. We don't have any real, you know, spreading this out across the country and numerous, numerous people making the baby formula. We have this sick situation here. And, you know, just, again, to be clear, if, if you're not really buying um, what I'm saying here in terms of why it's set up this way, if you think this was just an accident during the pandemic between 2019 and 2021, Abbott's profits soared by 94%. (laughs) On top of that, the company increased dividends to their shareholders by over 25% during the pandemic. And then at the same time, announced a stock buyback program that was worth $5 billion. And since the passage of Trump's 2017 Republican uh, tax law, Abbott has saved billions more in taxes, and it has seen its effective tax rate decline to levels well below the statutory rate of 21%. In 2019, Abbott paid only 9.6% in taxes of their income, 10% in 2020, 13.9% in 2021. So how did this whole scandal happen to where a couple months ago here in February, Abbott nutrition recalled baby formula originating from their plant in Sturgis, Michigan. I'm trying to think what else do I know about Sturgis? Um, If I I remember correctly, if it's not the, it's one of the first cities that, that set up an electric system back in the late 1800s, one of the first to do it in Michigan. In fact, I think that's their nickname, the electric, the electric city. So that's what we know about Sturgis, Michigan. What we know now about it is is that it it has this massive factory run by Abbott Nutrition that makes or did make baby formula. This one factory in Little Sturgis, Michigan, population 10,000 people, produced up to 25% of the entire nation's baby formula. But it was contaminated. And that led to at least, at the beginning, four hospitalizations of babies and the death of at least two infants. Now, how do we know about this? Why wasn't the FDA doing Why weren't they doing their work in inspecting this? This had been going on, actually, this kind of behavior at Abbott for years. But it wasn't until last year a 34-page whistleblower report In other words, somebody inside, somebody, and I'm hoping it was somebody from Benton Harbor, decided to start taking notes, snapping pictures, and put together a 34-page whistleblower report that was entered into the record by the House Appropriations Committee in uh, April, just a month or so ago. This is what this whistleblower, and thank God for all whistleblowers out there, who when you see things wrong and you do good to collect the evidence and you give it to the right people. This one person discovered falsification of records at Abbott relating to the testing of seals, the seals on the formula, and how the factory executives would sign verifications without adequate knowledge Failure to maintain accurate maintenance records, shipping packages with fill weights that were lower than what was on the label. Yeah, you don't need to fill that up. I know it says it's got so many ounces. Just cut, cut back a little bit. We can make more money. It shows that Abbott continually released untested infant formula. The executives there in the factory, they hid information during a 2019 FDA audit. Abbott failed to take corrective measures once the company knew that their testing procedures were deficient. And there was an atmosphere of retaliation against any employee who raised concerns about the company's practices. And the root of this, all this contamination was allegedly known by Abbott for nearly seven years. The the flow pipes in the factory, they were pitted They were full of these pinholes that allow bacteria to enter the system. And at times it led to bacteria not being adequately cleaned out in the cleanup process. And this in turn caused the baby formula product to flow through these pipes and pick up that bacteria that was trapped in the defective areas of the pipe. FDA learned of this last September, September, 2021. Here we are. We're going into June, and it still isn't fixed. Still, there's no way they say they're getting they're Well, they're, they'll be back online in a couple weeks. Well, I don't know if we want them back online in a couple weeks. Has has this been checked out? If you have a baby, are you? Oh, give me give me the formula that was made in Sturgis, Michigan. If you if you could if you could, no one's going to say that. Last September, September of 21, the FDA had heard there might be something wrong, so they go there and they do this inspection. But then the very next month, October, last October, the whistleblower submitted his or her report to the FDA. They did not interview the whistleblower until late December 2021, four months. Then the FDA didn't bother to go in and inspect the plant until the last day of January of this year. So now five months have gone by. And then they didn't issue the recall for another two or three weeks into mid, mid to late February of this year. Wow. And still, they turned a pretty profit. They made a ton of money. Why do we let this to go on? And why is it that I'm just telling you about this now? You should not be getting your news from me. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with me, but I'm just saying, where's the media? Why don't we know this? Why haven't we been told this? All we hear, oh, the baby formula shortage continues. Yeah, but what's the story? What's the story behind the story? Why aren't we told this stuff? And and why isn't there already a statue being erected to this whistleblower in Sturgis, Michigan? or outside the FDA headquarters in DC cuz is this our this is our only really our only front line of protection isn't it to have good people who are employees of businesses that are cheating the american public and that are putting the american public's children their babies in danger because they want to hurry up hurry up don't fix the pipe it's good enough we got to make money here No, no, no. I don't know what to say. You know, I had so many other things I wanted to get into today, but I've already taken up more of your time than I I promised. So we'll talk about what Joe Biden said about, yes, we would send troops to Taiwan. No, we aren't. And no, we won't. Sorry, Taiwan. Uh, we're, We're not getting into some kind of war with China. That's just not going to happen. So everybody better figure that out, work it out, let people have their freedom. China, don't invade Taiwan. But I hate to tell you, we're not going to be sending our troops there. Nobody listening to this right now can honestly tell me that they would love to sacrifice their young boy or their young girl so that Taiwan is protected from China. Anybody? I want to just say, yes, I'd I'd be very willing to give up my son's life uh, so that the people of Taiwan will be free. no, you don't want to do that. It's the 21st century, my friends. We have to find new ways to deal with this. I just, I wanted to, before we closed, my apologies for going so long here today. I just want to say a few words to those of you who are graduating from high school. And for those of you who are going to enter your senior year uh, this coming September. First of all, on behalf of all the adults in this country, I want to offer my apologies. You have had a very difficult two or three years here and I'm I'm proud that you've hung in there but it wasn't right it wasn't fair and this has to get fixed we have to make this up to you somehow because I fear that you're going to be this kind of lost generation It's two or three or four years now we're going where pandemic isn't over and and the ways that you're gonna pay for that because you missed out on an education that you should have received but you also missed out on living life as a teenager When this started, what were you, 15, 16, 17? It's not right. And I'm sorry. I want to apologize, but I want to do more than that. I want our government to take care of you. You should be able to go to college right now, free of charge. And anything that you do in, let's say, the next 10 years of your adult life, you shouldn't have to pay for anything that involves enlightening yourself, anything that has to do with education, whether it's buying a book, taking a class, learning Spanish. We should make that available to you. Because we cheated you out of at least two, if not more years of your high school education. And you got cheated out of of just being with each other, of being teenagers, of being 16, 17. If I were president, I think I would suggest that the kids in high school right now, they get an extra year or two for free. And I don't mean to say, oh, I got <laughs> you're going to stay in high school now until you're 19 or 20. Maybe some learning, but the rest of it should be, you know, I don't know, form a band, uh, start a hip hop group to do, do, do whatever it is you want to do. Let's make that happen for you. Whatever that is that would make you happy. Let's do that for you. Let's provide the funds for that. You deserve that. And not just the high school kids, all the kids. Come on. It, it, it's the right thing to do. So to you graduates who are graduating this week, next week, congratulations for pulling it off. Apologies from the rest of us that you had to go through all this. And uh, and just know that I and maybe millions of others who hear this on this podcast will stop for a moment and say, you know, we owe them something. Let's figure out what that something is. And then let's make it available to them. These are our kids. I know it sounds like a cliche. This is the future, but it is the future. And I, I'd like the rest of my life being lived in a, in a nice future with mentally healthy individuals and people who were not behind the others because they didn't learn X, Y, or Z in school because school was a, a, a screen on top of the dining room table. Not right. So have a good time here during graduation week. Be careful, be safe, be smart, respect others, but have some fun, please. And that's going to be it for today. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Oh my God. My sister told me, uh, she's a lawyer. She thinks it's possible the Supreme Court may release this decision right after Memorial Day weekend. It's possible that they just want to get this out of the way before too much steam builds up, because, because now, for the first time in over a year, in the poll yesterday, the majority of Americans are going to vote for the Democrat in the midterms and not the Republican. Republicans have been ahead this whole time until they this thing got released by the, the Supreme Court, got leaked. And so, um, um, all I can say is everybody, I'll, we will do something as soon as it gets close to this decision coming out, that we all have to get out in the streets, we have to get off the couch everybody, it's that's right, there it goes that's the siren battle stations battle station. battle stations everyone who loves their democracy and everyone who believes that everyone has equal rights Everyone has the right to control their own body. We must do battle to stand up for the rights of women. We must do battle to protect our democracy. If we let this get by and we don't have the response that we need to have, we will rue the day that we did not fight back. Everybody, please. Now. Now. that's it thanks to my producer and editor Angela vargos everybody else who's helped me here everybody who's listening i will have right here on my podcast platform page a couple of groups you can click see what they're planning plan to be involved do something locally but don't do nothing that's a mistake onward